Here it is, podcast, September 13th, 2020, here with Jason. Been doing some interesting things. I don't know if you guys got to hear the retired Chicago police officer one. Yeah, I think that was a great uh, interview. I really like doing that. I just I thought that was a great one. I just wanted to say to Jason personally that, you know, we were, I felt like, you know, we were doing really great and the podcast was doing great. And then, say, about 30 minutes in, that you know, Jason kind of really hit his stride inside that interview and... No, no, pretty I interesting. It well. I, I thought it went pretty interesting. You know, kind of got me involved in it, and just wanted to say that little little shout out to you. Kudos on that. Yeah. Like, thanks. I don't know what I did correctly. I just like yeah. that I did something. Yeah. Uh, so you just kind of hit the stride a little bit, and just kind of as we flowed. think about it, and then we just move on. <laughs> so, no, it was fun. I had, I had a good time. Um, you know, even if it's not. Like the the most it, you know light positive subject. Like I like right. talking to people about stuff like that because I I don't think it gets talked about enough. So true that. Um, and then like uh, tonight again, you know we I keep talking about this the uh, the special edition of Here It Is podcast with Jade Biggs. Yeah. Yeah, we just had a nice, interesting interview with him. Still working on that. Um, yeah, that's that's another one where I feel like about halfway into it, I hit my stride and showed up and uh, <laughs> actually started. Yeah, we put it like about an hour and a half total on that one, but um, it could be interesting. Just about a guy who came to Nashville to learn about music and yeah. So stay tuned for that. It'll all be coming soon, and it'll all make sense once it's done. Yeah, even I'm, I'm going to listen to the beginning part of that one because I missed I missed like the first half hour. It's about the time I actually yeah. showed up, and then I was like, "Oh, we're we're doing the oh we're doing this now." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah let me uh, I'm going to pee for twenty minutes. Let me go do that. And, <laughs> but no, it was good. It was good talking to him. He seemed like a cool dude. Yeah, really interesting. So we're not trying to make it all political, right? Like I said, I've said it several times, and. Yeah, we're podcast. not a monolith. Like, yeah. We don't have to we do the same shit every time. We don't want it to be completely 100%. But, you know, right now, I think in the last, you know, 51 days until the election, that, you know, there's still going to be some politics That's involved. what we got left. That's what we got left. Um, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, I've try- I kind of, like, uh, stepped away from it a little bit and had to step back because it gets yeah, too overwhelming sometimes. I, I kind of took a, I don't know, I took a small break from it. Because, yeah, the 24-hour news cycle... Is really just it's too much, like there's too much information. It's too much because it's not all I want to do is know what's going on, then I can formulate my own opinions from there. But now with this 24-hour news cycle, you got to hear what's going on as well as everyone else's opinion about what's going on and what might happen, and then checking in. We just found somebody who has another opinion about what's going on. It's like, well, come on, stop saying it like you got some more more, actual information. Some some more actual information, but you just keep... And then some other dude is like, well, I studied this uh, four years. I did uh, stand-in classes. I audited (laughs) a lot of community college classes. And let me tell you what, this shit, it's going to be the end of the world. (laughs) That's right. You believe it. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Thanks, Tom, for filling us, us, filling us in on this wonderful uh, news. But, yeah, it, it, the 24-hour news cycle does get pretty rough. And, you know, and there's some tragedies. with information. It's too much non-relevant information. Right. And, I, you know, I say that, like, I, I, that's why I like, like, all the podcast stuff. Because it's not like those small news clips. Because if you're going to talk to somebody about something... 
you're there's no way you can express everything about it that you need to express in five minutes you need to right. sit down for at least an hour and you know and talk about it maybe more than that yeah and yeah. actually explore the issue and understand it so that maybe right. it helps you formulate better opinions yes. not just yeah. getting this drive-by opinion from somebody who may or may not have any uh real knowledge on the subject well you know definitely i find that you know especially in the in the in the liberal media and the mainstream media are the people who follow same, that are, same thing, I think, are yeah pretty much the same but are they, they 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 are you know fearful of the facts when you present facts to these people they get angry they get mad and then they attack you they attack your persons you know about how you are and why you're why that you know you have these ideas because you're a white supremacist and white white, you know. You know I know it's ramping up and everything, but I think it's kind of gotten to the point where this that whole part of the movement is going to really start eating itself Self up. And and I look at it as just like that's insanity. You know my white privilege, as you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, but they're just going to push more and more people out of the group until there's nobody left in the group, group. <laughs> except the most batshit crazy ones. And then who's going to Listen to them, Lance. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna? I mean, I mean, I'm to the point where I don't want to listen to any of them. I mean, I think their, no. their, their demands, you know, and I think there are some moderate Democrats out there that they they want, well, you know, what they you know, say like all the reasonable Democrat policies, and they don't want all the craziness and burning shit down shit on top right. of that. Yeah. So, like, what are they supposed to do? They they're not gonna, you know, right. Like, uh, worst case, they just, they won't vote at all because it's not, uh, like, why would you? It's, yeah. Where's the win? <laughs> who you voting where's your, for? Where's, where's your win? <laughs> yeah, Biden's really going to come in, and he's going to shake things up, and I mean that literally because he is a shaky old man. So, he is, speaking, he is one step away from a chattering pirate uh, skeleton. Speaking of Joe, I read something interesting. I don't know. Somebody, somebody made this observation. I can't remember who it was. Talked about how, like, okay, so, you know, about the time the first debate is going to happen. Which two is day, probably never. Two uh, days before that, Joe Biden will test positive for COVID-19. I thought you were going to say cocaine, which, but that's yeah, his son, yeah, right? That's his son. Yeah, that's Hunter. Okay. Hunter's busy doing that. Yeah. He's, he's getting stuff done at Burisma and in China. He's working back and forth. Yeah, that's why he's getting paid 50 grand. That's why, you know, he's bouncing back and forth on a, on a jet plane. Probably paid for by us. But anyway, um, so... So Joe's going to get COVID-19, the kind of the, the, the person who, I don't remember who posted this. And then, of course, he's going to have to quarantine for, you know, a month or so. And then all of a sudden, that'll... I think if, he gets, a, that'll, I think if he gets a small cough, he's done. Yeah, and then that'll clear up any debate that's supposed to happen, and then the election will happen, and then they'll come out yeah. and prop him up again and say, vote Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Old Scarecrow Joe yeah. out there, just, just prop him up and... and just hope he says something coherent. <laughs> now just uh just hope he can follow the teleprompter and follow the script and that's pretty much all he's there for is somebody that who is there to say the things you're supposed to say in the places you're supposed right. to say them not really have any real opinions that you can attach yourself to he's just sort of a right. political tool i kind of look at you know what is what is what is the democratic dem, the democrats policy right now what is their policy uh we How, hate trump we hate trump that is their only <laughs> policy it feels like it's like what are you going to do well we've got the new green deal which is just going to you know pretty much just you know create this vacuum in farming 
because they're going to, you know, incentivize well, farmers farmers not to produce. You're saying vacuum, and they're going to vacuum out the car, cow parts? Oh, I don't know. That, uh, but they're going to they're going to say, hey, don't grow so so many cows. Don't do so much field oh, work. Okay. Well, you know, so there you go. So now now they're going to control how much food is made, and then they can control the market through that. So anyway, so things to think about. Look at the new Green Deal. I'm still kind of reading through it, trying to figure it all out. It's a lot of lot well, of BS in there for sure. That's one of those things. Like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Is yeah. uh, I think a lot of these people really do um, believe that you know through a, a manipulative uh, media that you know the these issues are present in the same way that they present them and then the only way to solve that is through these individual people then you know you don't know why i do or don't like them but the, and their policies just seem to think that we can just step into this uh utopian society, society all of a sudden where everything's just going to be and like it, it's, everybody's going to do the same good. things that, that they've done you know since i've been around is that they make all these promises and then as soon as the election's over, they just sort of dust their hands and pat themselves on the back like, well, we did a great job. And they sort of disappear for three and a half years. Right. And raise your taxes and suck all your money out and yeah, create a war. Yeah, but those taxes that... get funneled through other groups. Like they want to talk about, uh, well, Republicans, like they just want to get their friends rich. And like, well, so do Democrat yeah, politicians. politicians. Like, yeah. cause, and they Joe just Biden. It. They do Hunter it by Biden. having these like, uh, like charitable events because, they, you know, if you want to pay yourself more money – but you don't want to pay the taxes on it. You you kind of hold these old like charity charity things, and then you you know you get to hobnob with celebrities and so oh it's so great that you're doing all this stuff, stuff like and you're really just paying yourself a paycheck. paycheck. Right, you're you're the head of this of this charity, you know, but which which comes in which which comes into a cut yeah, a cut that you're going to get for managing the charity. But only Republicans, uh, yeah, yeah, they're only, just, the they're only the, the only ones. That I don't know if you guys money. are. And like I don't know, we just <laughs> talked about Joe Biden's son Hunter, who's made millions, well, probably billions by now. To not know anything, anything that about he's supposed to be doing about, you know, that guy couldn't even be a lifeguard at a pool. <laughs> who got kicked out of the? Who got kicked out of the? He couldn't even nail that job down. He got kicked out of the Navy for coming up hot up for cocaine. Yeah, he couldn't even make it in the Navy. That's yeah. pretty sad, isn't it? But no, now he's part of a billion dollar corporation. Working with China and the Ukraine, and uh, he's wow. working with China. Too bad he can't play basketball. China, I know. <laughs> There's probably too many white lines on the court. He might try to snort one. It's like you know. It's like you know. Anytime Joe Biden takes fucking Hunter around, it's like, come on, you got to get my son a job if we're gonna do some business. All right, that's how it works. <laughs> he's kind of stupid, but you know. Yeah. You know. It'll be all right. But, you know, uh, just give him a, like a, just some kind of job where he's. Well, it's not out. like they wouldn't know that coming into working with him. Like, hey, this is Joe Biden's kid. Like, we're just. I know he's not supposed to be here, but, but just fucking deal. It's not with a it. lot we can do. He's paying us a lot of money, and we're gonna come out good on the end of so, this. So just deal with this dipshit, and we'll give him some bullshit jobs to do dude, in the meantime. Yeah, we'll let him like sort paper clips or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know about Amtrak. No, no, you don't. No. <laughs> I love nothing. Chinese food. There's nothing need... in your past and present life that says you would. Where do, where can I find kung pao chicken? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. But again, about the podcast, I, I don't know. We're feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good about it lately. Yeah, I think we've done some good I stuff. Think we've done I want to keep doing stuff. interviews. I want to keep talking to different people because I, I don't know. Yeah, it could go anywhere. I've been trying to invite other people in, you know, just kind of open it up. Some people that I've worked with who have different well, opinions. I'm just like, it's, you know, it's like uh, even if you don't want to come here, we can link you in by the phone. 
It's cool to watch and listen to podcasts where they have like famous people on, they talk about their lives and stuff, and that's really interesting. But I know, like, you probably feel the same way. Like, throughout my life, like, I've met a lot of people. Like, you look at them, like, mm, their life was pretty similar. similar. Like, they didn't, they just, they might not have made it to, uh, to, you know, a lot of, like, uh, superstar or whatever, point. the famous point. But, but you talk still... to a lot of people, and I was like, man, that's a really interesting story. And so uh, that's why I feel like there's a lot of local people around. Or even people who aren't necessarily local just aren't on that mainstream right. spectrum, spectrum, and right. might not fucking be able to speak. Um, that can really tell their story, and you know, it's for the same reasons of listening to the other podcasts. Like it makes you think about yourself, you just think about people you know, and you you put yourself in that person's shoes and go, "Wow, that must have been crazy to be to be there to be there in your own life and be <laughs> part of it." So, I mean, that's really the reason that we kind of started doing this was just kind of yeah. like just open forum to anybody who wants to talk about, you know, what they think and what they believe it's in. A po- it's like a Seinfeld did the show about nothing. This is a podcast about nothing. Yeah. It's about but, nothing that means it can be about anything. anything. It's, it's, it's south of somewhere, as a good person told me sometime, one time. And then, and then another person said, boy, he goes, well, that's nowhere. <laughs> I was like, or is it everywhere? <laughs> what is the correct answer? <laughs> so, uh, we were talking with uh, Sean the other night, and I started getting into some story about when I was uh, living in Phoenix, and there was a the bar. I used to go to, and it was the only place where I saw both Scottish and Irish people in the same place drinking <laughs> at the same time. Because, like, typically, they're not, they don't really... Well, they tolerate each other. They tolerate each they, other. They both hate the British. But I think that happened is, like, when they were in, in uh, Phoenix area, they were just like, oh, uh, well, this is a really dangerous place for everybody, so you look familiar. Yeah. And I think it was just a couple guys who sat around and started drinking, <laughs> and then somebody came and built a bar around them. And then that just started um, the thing. Because I wouldn't expect, you know, like, coming from the Northeast and moving to Phoenix in the Southwest, the last thing I expected to find was an Irish pub with legit like, Irish, Irish and people. Scottish people in there. <laughs> I was like, no shit, but I guess... Uh, Especially during the gold rush and everything like that, there was a lot of uh, people who that. immigrated to this country and then decided to go out west, and they were of you know Irish or Scottish, Scottish descent, descent. Yeah. Uh, you know, Especially like first generation living there, and, especially the Irish, you know, or even uh, second generation, like maybe your know, your father came in, you know, yeah, we got the gold rush, so everybody's moving out there. So the, I think that's where a lot of it came from honestly but yeah, it was just it was just surprising like coming from like when i when i lived that in that area to find that when i lived in colorado springs there was this joint we'd go to it was called jose muldoon's jose muldoon's <laughs> yep sounds like a bar in star wars <laughs> and there was actually a story on it about the guy who like you know how the name came about was i guess this famous Irish sheriff or something that came through Colorado Springs. I could be sheriff. I could be wrong about the whole story, but he I fell in love with a with a with a with a, a Spanish senorita and As they fell do. in love yeah. and they had, you know, babies and you know, and they had Jose Muldoon. Hmm. <laughs> so as time progressed he became famous in that town and 
I feel like if, if they made like a cheap so. version of Star Wars, that uh, Jose yeah, Maldun Maldun. would be the name for Lando Calrissian. I think it's a the... great name. Every time I say it to people, no, it's a cool it's name. It's like, hmm, it does have a ring to Very it. Very catchy. It, it does it have does. a ring to it. Mm-hmm. it it's uh, it's got cachet. It carries some weight. Like the first time, you know, the my my the guy who who lived underneath me in this house that I rented out there, he's like, "Let's go to Jose Maldun's," and I was like. What did you say? He's like, oh, it's this bar. It downtown. sounds like a place where you just slam back shots of <laughs> tequila yeah. and hop on some dune buggies right. and go do some stupid shit. Right. And he goes, they got the best house margaritas. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and he I goes, it's two, it's two for one. Two for one of pictures of margaritas there. And I was like, you know, you walk in, of course, it's just this Mexican joint. And the food is great there. It's, you know, more New Mexican, I guess, New Mexico. Or like Tex-Mex. No, no, a little less Tex-Mex, a little more Southwest. Oh, like New Mexico. Yeah, Yeah. New Mexico's got some really good. And, of course, the margaritas are just churning in the the old (laughs) churning machine. I don't know what they even call that thing in the restaurant business. But every time I see it, I just think, ah, it means getting drunk. Yeah, that doesn't (laughs) mean made per glass. The the fountain (laughs) of margaritas. Mixing it up so the liquor doesn't sit at the bottom. That's right. You're just churning them out, and then you get them, and you just slam them back like champs and you walk out of there i don't know it's it was pretty rough <laughs> it's pretty rough oh well, it's even um like living in phoenix in general was a little bit rough and at some point i'm telling you more stories about that but the only story i would tell you because i wanted to tell him when sean was here and i fucking blanked on <laughs> on telling it so this is like a legit irish and scottish bar and um the guy who ran it his name was shay o'connor and he's uh, yeah that's the it's the most irish entity i've ever met in my life it's uh but he is a cool ass dude and um there's another guy there and i forget his name but he is a scottish guy he had bald head giant red beard he, he looked like uh he, he was just like a dwarf paladin like if you imagine that but just in like generic human form <laughs> like, he looked like he just took off a suit of armor Started serving drinks because he, he was, you know, big dude, big fucking. But he, he was um, really intelligent, really good in school, really good at math. Uh, went to school to be a mining engineer and, like, uh, got a job there and ended up, ended up working at this uh, bar with Shay. And it was a cool place. Like, it was a place where it didn't matter who you were. As long as you were there to have a good time, you were welcome. Yeah, those so are the best. The only people that really hung out there were people who were just kind of it. It was like your more uh, stereotypical like uh, type of Irish bar where everybody gets extra jovial, or they drink, and once in a while a fight breaks out. But it's that's even that's like few and far between. So I'm having a good time in this place. Oh, and they play fucking. They get the live music and they play. Uh, there's, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Waking Ned Divine. It was uh, early 2000s, yeah. late 90s. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who was in it. And basically the I idea was that like, there's a guy who wins the lottery, but he uh, was like older guy, so he dies. And then it's like in a small town in Ireland, so they find him. And then they decide that he's got a winning ticket, so the whole town is going to cover like this guy's not really dead. 
and, and try to money. split the money and you know things go awry from there if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend that you watch it because it's a really a good, good movie. it is a good one yeah but they have um, a soundtrack they have a song from a band called the water boys which is an irish band and a song called fisherman's blues that's really good and they had an irish band there that was playing it and this it's already an obscure movie it's already like because I've, I've watched way too many movies growing up and everything <laughs> like that uh, a huge VHS collection somewhere in my mom's attic. <laughs> so she still own a VCR? <laughs> I'm sure it's up there too. I probably even got one of the combos, the one that does both. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's oh, yeah, that's when you're mid technology. That, that's, that's right. That's uh, when, when you that's you're in between sessions, and you're like, oh, well, you know, one, take, one or got, two DVDs. Got, uh, These fucking things are like forty bucks a pop. I got yeah. the old uh, taking putting three movies on this video cassette. Oh yeah, yeah. I would definitely. You could get two solid movies out of a VHS tape. Uh, three, ELP. You go the extra long play. Yeah, but I couldn't edit out. I couldn't do the pause and play for all the commercials. So somewhere yeah. out there is a lot of movies with some well, some nineties commercials pi- we used in to there too. Them, like go to Blockbuster like, and rent them and then pirate them onto the tapes. Yeah, <laughs> like we had the dual the dual cassette, or we we figured out how to wire them, them together. I almost want to. We go wired back. them together in the beginning and would go and pirate like you know put three movies on one tape and you know what i want to do is go back and watch through some of those vhs's and take some of the commercials out of them you want to watch some commercials i want to watch every now and then like i'll watch mystery science theater on youtube and they'll have they'll sneak it like because it's things that people downloaded onto youtube it's shit that like from vhs i saw an america online america online (laughs) commercial like the end of it oh yeah some some comedy central ones like the comedy central ones were great great with with uh with uh um um with pen yeah when pen pen when pen used well pen did all the uh did all the the voiceovers for them in the in back in the early yeah, 90s that's right it was him and then uh one time what was that? i saw some other ones that i just thought were humorous almost to the point where i just felt like it was normal because i'd seen that commercial so many times i'm just like yeah oh yeah i'm in a commercial break i'm like no this isn't even supposed to be <laughs> yeah, you're right. but you do get super used to it. It's ingrained. It's ingrained. But anyway, so yeah, so was, they played uh, the opening song from Waking Ned Divine at this at this bar, this local <laughs> Irish band that played it, and they nailed the fuck out of it too. It's not like they played it a little bit. And like yeah. those motherfuckers, you can tell they played it at least twice a week. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this bar is great. So there's one time when I was at that bar. I was hanging out, I was after work, got out of work, went and changed, hung out down there, talking people, and this group of, uh, very aggressive, you know, inner city people, uh, is in my way of community saying, it was like, I don't want to say they're all black, they're all, they weren't, but they were just, like, general, like, hood rat dirtbags. Um, there's plenty of those in Phoenix, you can fucking go there, uh, and find a lot of them. So... They kind of walk in, and they start taking over the jukebox and being loud, and acting like general shitheads. And I see the uh, old Scottish guy behind the bar. And he's a, he's a very, just, like, calm, collected individual. Doesn't doesn't talk. He's not very, like, loud and aggressive. He just kind of keeps to himself. And if you get him talking, you can get him talking and all that stuff. But Right. So he sees that this whole thing is going on. And that everybody in the bar is kind of uncomfortable. And he walks over to their table and he sets his two 
giant Neanderthal fists down on the table and looks at him and goes, I don't think this is the bar for, for you. you. <laughs> and they look up and they look around and the whole bar is stopped like, look, look, and everybody's looking at him. And they Locals pay up the and walk out and I never saw him again. <laughs> Maybe this isn't the fucking bar for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some giant Scottish dude just lays his fists on the table. (laughs) Basically, like, I think you should fuck off now. (laughs) I think it's time for you to, like, get the hell out of here. (laughs) This isn't the place for you. I remember when I first, like, went and saw my friend Bernie when he lived in Philadelphia. And he was out doing some stuff, and and he told me and my wife, it was like, here. He's like, uh, he goes, you're you're at my mom and dad's place, right? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, meet me at the bar around the corner called Knight's Tavern. I was like, okay. He's like, it's just right around the corner. I was like, okay, sounds great. I'll meet you there. And so we get there before he does. And obviously, I feel very awkward. Of course, my wife, she doesn't doesn't realize what's going on. But I just all of a sudden, you know, the bartender comes over. And he kind of looks at me. And he gives me the like, oh, hey, how are you? How are you? And I'm like, hi. uh, Hi, Just wanted to get a beer. I'm waiting on a friend. Oh, you got friends here, do you? I'm like, oh, yeah, my friend, you know, my friend Bernie. I don't know if you know him, Bernie Johnston. Nah, we don't know any Bernie Johnstons around here. And I was like, well, he's supposed to meet me here in about, I don't know, a couple minutes. He told me to meet him here. So, and about that time, you know, here comes Bernie, he comes to the door. He's like, hey, hey. He comes in like Nick Nolte. Yeah. Like, gives me, gives me the old arm around the shoulder and he's like, it's like, it's like you get, and he looks at the bartender. He's like, you giving this guy a hard time? I know him. I was like, all right, Bernie. <laughs> I'm like, glad you didn't know any Bernie. <laughs> but yeah, you could feel it, like just that neighborhood kind of like, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, they're well, not from around here. What are you doing in here? You well, know? they weren't even, um, they weren't, they weren't suspicious of people. Like I can tell that because yeah. I was definitely new in the area, like coming in there and like you know going around and it it wasn't in a. A shit area, but it wasn't in a nice area yeah, either. Yeah. So I was already walking in there, being like, Pretty "I want to go to an Irish pub, but I don't know if this place is gonna be sketchy or not." Yeah. So, but they were like, "I don't know." Those people, like, as long as you're not causing trouble, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't give a shit yeah. who you are. You, as long as you're there to have fun, like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was kind of the deal with Knights Tavern. Once they realized that, you know, oh, I actually knew somebody in this neighborhood. And I understood it, you know. I don't know if you, anybody's ever been to Philadelphia, but it can be very neighborhood oriented. No, but I, I, people, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have one guy, uh, and they are protective of their own. <laughs> I have one guy in my uh, unit, uh, DePaula. He was from Philly. That giant fucking nose. He definitely talked like he was a store brand. Uh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the way he talked and everything. Guys. But he was, yeah, he was yeah, a cool too. <laughs> He just he come up with some cadences while we were running, yeah. singing about like Fruit Loops and Captain Crunch and shit like that. <laughs> it was, it, the dude was legit funny. Was, <laughs> I like yeah. him. Yeah, he was definitely from Philly. Like, they, like some it people. was in his blood. Like you I, just look at that guy and be like, you didn't even have to talk. Like, that love, guy's from Philly. <laughs> I love the people of Philadelphia. They're they're actually a great. They're an aggressive bunch. They're, they're an aggressive they're, bunch, but once you, as long you as know, you got a sense of humor, right. and, and you know, they'll call you on bullshit. Yeah, I think they're that's not afraid. What it is, they're, they're, they're not afraid. Well, any of the cities that are like old cities, like yeah. Boston's a really old city. Philly's a really old city. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 
you know, obviously New York City is a really mm-hmm. old city, so but, everybody's uh, got this like East Coast we've mentality. We've been through it, we've done it, yeah. and we know we're we're just we're over it. No it's bullshit. Like, it's kind of like the guys were on. It's like, up. hey, you know yeah. what? It'd be a good idea for you to do it. Just shut the fuck up yeah. right now. I don't have time <laughs> to play these nice games. It's uh, like, you know, we're gonna get this done, or we're not gonna get this done. Exactly. And if you don't get it done, I'm gonna tell you didn't get it done. done. So you're sick of me telling you so. not get, that you didn't get it done, <laughs> yeah. that you fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that you fucked it up because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know why? Because you're an asshole. So, that's, why. that's why. That's why it didn't work out, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I told you we were going to do it, and you didn't fucking do it. <laughs> I think that was one of the, the things that it may not be the nicest thing to do, but you know what? It causes you to pull your shit together and be a better person. So yeah, it's yeah. not nice when somebody says, says that you fucked this up. up. Right. You're an asshole and that feels bad, but you know what feels worse is not stopping being an asshole. Oh, yeah. And or not, doing it not again. fixing your shit. Or because doing sometimes it, again. it might be that that person's full of shit and they're just trying to cover for themselves or manipulate you or do whatever the fuck. But there's, there's a good leg- amount of time where some you legitimate. might be full of shit. <laughs> yeah, there's some legitimacy behind it sometimes. You might have delusions of adequacy <laughs> that you need to address. Because everybody does, but nobody likes to do it. It's not fun, but that, that, that is one of the good things that I think uh, got kind of wiped out. At least in the Northeast and some of these old cities, one of the greatest parts about yeah. them was that people would tell you exactly what they think about you. Yeah. It's like I ran into this girl. She started working where I work and. Yeah, I could obviously. She uh, she's Molly, she's the bartender. I decided to call her bipolar Molly because oh, no. <laughs> so never mind, just, I'm out. It's up and down, <laughs> but she's she's definitely you know more. She's definitely a northerner, yeah. East Coast. I think New York, back in New Yorker, right. and well, high strung, you know. And she's only been down here in the South for about well, six that's months because they're used to things moving so right, much, much fucking faster. faster. Everything and, down here, I really had to slow myself down yeah, when I moved down here, yeah. and it drove me nuts. For like the first year and a half, yeah. how slow people moved with everything. Exactly. I had so much hypertension built up yeah, like, because it's like, why doing? don't you just move? Just go! go. Just go! Right. Well, she's still in there very much the northern mentality, but... She'll calm down. You give her some weed down. and be she'll, like, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, calm down. Hey, you can have a house. You can but she's great. Thing. She gets on my nerves, though. She'll get on my nerves. And I'm just like, look. Hey, you just got to dish it back to her. And then I dish it back to her. And, you know, and there was a point where she came up. She goes... She goes, she goes, you know, I wasn't, you know, she goes, well, you, you weren't really mad, right? And I was like, I was like, no, that's, that's, no. Like, that's why I said what we said. It's like, oh, I know what we're doing. We're just, we're cuss- being honest. We're yeah. just cussing at each other right now. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're caught angry off guard. At, that the thing is happening. <laughs> right. We're mad that the thing is happening right. and you need to tell me that you're mad that the thing is happening. I get yeah. that. Maybe that's when you come up with her. a productive idea, <laughs> we can have a discussion. <laughs> right. It's like, cause she started cussing and I started cussing and I looked at her and I was like, I was like, oh, so that's what we're doing. We're cussing at each other right now. Okay. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> No, but New Yorkers. Honestly, New Yorkers nutty. are some of the funniest fucking people I've ever met. Though. Yeah, she's she's oh, she's man. a little. She could go. She she could bring it down here. I was like, I'm I'm I can be very intense and like get on the move, but you know, but I can tell like there's there's some bipolarism. Like I see her today. Yeah, I think I it's a societal thing to be honest. I see her the other day. Yeah. You know, like yesterday. There's a lot of those people. And she's there. at the at the at the bar like. 
you know, her bar cleaning up and stuff, and you just see it's like like she's just brooding like hate in her face. Oh, that's just you a know? resting um, New Yorker facial <laughs> position, actually. Just, she's probably having brooding. a very normal day, yeah. and you're just, you know. She's, like, brooding hate, and, yeah, it's and then normal. all of a sudden, like, you know, then it gets busy, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> she springs into action, <laughs> driving everybody crazy. And then, then she's still trying to learn things, and I think, you know, with time, she'll get better, but right now, it's terrible, and she kind of sucks. Well, yeah, you're going she through the you suck know, period, yeah. You know, doesn't know where anything is, and... Oh, well, yeah, that's fucking frustrating. <sighs> that's the, the most frustrating thing. But no, like, that's, I'm, I mean, I still kind of get like that sometimes, too. <laughs> Especially when I don't know shit. I just, I have a job that I want to get done. Yeah. And that's all I do is I want to get it done. So when things aren't in the place that I think they're going to be, and there's a bunch of shit going on, and maybe yeah. not everybody's and doing then, the things they're it, supposed to do, that's when that right. New England mentality comes out of me. And I was like, yeah, and that's what's happening. This? <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of what's going on. You know, she goes, nothing's ever back in the I don't understand. I was like, yep. It's really not for you to understand. No, it, it, it happens over to it. Um, I am glad I moved here just to become a little bit less high yeah, strung. I, I went to Savannah, Georgia, which every, like okay, the, whole, yeah. the whole world slowed down. Yeah. Like, like, hey, everybody. Quick update on... Um, Voting, making sure that your vote gets counted is super simple. Um, you just got to vote in person. You wake up on November 3rd, you know, take a shower, get cleaned up, drink a cup of coffee, jump in your car, drive down to your favorite polling place, put on your mask, stand in line, wait your turn, and vote for the person you want to win. That's how easy it is. That keeps voter fraud out of the mail. Thank you. Have a great day.